I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as of today, January 1st, 2021, the Dallas Cowboys have officially found their new defensive coordinator, and by luck, it happens to be Dan Quinn, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to let y'all know something. Early this morning, okay, after I saw the reports, okay, that an, a, a, one more interview was done, they interviewed somebody on Sunday, okay, they make an interview today. The first three interviews, okay, one of them which included Dan Quinn, all were virtual. But then I saw that those reports saying that Dan Quinn was being flown into Dallas for a second interview, with this time being in person. And when I saw that, well, it looks like Dan Quinn is now officially the favorite. I mean, it had been reported for uh, a couple of days now that he was a, quote, favorite to land the job. But once I saw that they brought him in, you know, for the second interview, I'm like, well... Looks like they're going to make it official. Not only are they going to close out the interview, but, you know, I think contract negotiations are going to get involved. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm not satisfied with how the process went, okay? Because when I did, in the last episode, when I talked about all the, the suitable candidates, I strongly suggested that five candidates were, it would be inter- should be interviewed, Okay. And that honestly didn't happen, okay, as far as I know. You interview three guys, Joe Witt Jr., who was uh, last year, I, I worked in the Atlanta defense as well, worked under Mike McCarthy for uh, over 10 years when they were uh, in Green Bay. Certainly a guy Mike McCarthy's familiar with, uh, certainly a guy that could work well under him again. And the other, the other dude, I believe, was re- is the assistant coach for the Carolina Panthers. So I was like, okay. I mean, I don't want to judge the book by the cover. I understand that it's not always the best thing to hire somebody that's never been a defensive coordinator before. But we got to keep in mind, you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, in other words, give the guy a chance. Let's let him show us what he can do. Let's not judge the book by the cover. What's disappointing is that uh, names I strongly suggested, like Wade Phillips, he was not interviewed. Part of me says I should not be surprised, but really another part of me says I should be surprised. You know, Wade Phillips didn't, didn't actually coach uh, this season, 2020. I figure, you know, wh- why not bring bring him back? You know, I suggested that when, when I did that last episode with Wiley, and, you know, as y'all know, Wiley obviously was not going to have it, you know, is, is never going to be in favor of bringing, bringing back Wade Phillips. I mean, that's for sure. But it was merely a suggestion, along with Marvin Lewis as well. I mean, we all remember Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, he wants Rex Ryan to be the defensive coordinator, but we all know that's not going to happen. But just like, you know, just like that, you know, it's merely a suggestion, you know, just like that. But I still feel like the, the process was a bit rushed. But if the Cowboys feel comfortable with Dan Quinn, I mean, like I said, I'm 50-50 right now because... You know, and I'm going to get into that. But, again, let's not judge the book by the cover. I'm willing to give Dan Quinn a chance, okay? 
And from what what I understand is he's the deal that he was being given is a three year deal, and it's about the same length of, as the new deal that Kellen Moore got. So according to the source, they'll both be here until two thousand and twenty three. All right. I mean, it is what it is, right? Not really gonna do. <laughs> not much I can say about it, but hey. I understand that people are not happy with Dan Quinn. I really am. Look, I'm not gonna go on record and and you know just just be hateful, be super pissed off that you know I didn't get what I wanted because you know I'm gonna be honest. More than anybody, I wanted Wade Phillips to to be the defensive coordinator again. I mean, I also strongly su- suggested Chris Richard, who again is is reportedly linked with the uh, defensive coordinator position with the Las Vegas Raiders. But look, if the Cowboys, I guess, it seems like the the, the decision's official. So I expect uh, Dan Quinn to be uh, officially introduced at a press conference probably, I would say, within the next 24 to 48 hours. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how, they, how they're going to do it because of this whole uh, COVID-19 drama. But, and speaking of that, you know, I'm going to be honest. If Dan Quinn can only introduce his scheme, you know, virtually, and, you know, they, they can't do it the practice way like that, you know, that that's certainly going to kill the team. I mean, vir- virtual learning in, in, in this scenario, it's really not going to work, okay? But I'm going to take a little bit of a look at Dan Quinn. I understand that his tenure with the Atlanta Falcons, obviously it speaks for itself. He took them to the Super Bowl, obviously, where, and well, obviously, let me just say it like this. When we think of Dan Quinn, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this, the one thing that comes to mind is blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the first thing that comes to mind for most people with Dan Quinn. But that's not my case, really. When I think of Dan Quinn, the first thing that comes to mind is the Legion of Boom. Because let's not forget, he was Seattle's defensive coordinator from 2013 to 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, that means something, okay? It really does. And all these people out there, you know, being so skeptic, saying, well, he was in Seattle, he had a talent. You know, I mean, these same people are, are just not willing to give him a chance, okay? Look, look, <coughs> excuse me. I understand that, you know, you probably didn't get what you wanted, but you know what? Look, the Cowboys made the decision, so we really got to take a good look. And we really got to just wait and see how things go, because in football, many times we've seen a defensive coordinator flourish like in that position but as head coach it does not work out well okay how many times have we seen that let's be honest how many times i mean we see we've seen that quite a bit okay i mean it's it's not often you see a dude flourish as a defensive co- defensive or offensive coordinator and then go and have a very long a very lengthy and successful spell as a head coach it's not always going to happen. I mean, some guys are just meant to be defensive or offensive coordinators, and some other guys are just meant to be head coaches, or some other guys just assistant coaches, yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's also the scenario to where some some college football coaches who are successful at the college, collegiate level are meant to be there. They're not meant to be in the NFL. I mean, Nick Saban is the perfect example of such scenario. But being 50-50, you know, this is just merely from research that I, that I have done, okay? But, I mean, let's take a look. When he was the defensive coordinator at Seattle, okay, Quinn's defense ranked number one in yards and points allowed both season. 
So that's something, okay? That's something that we need, okay? But what else we need from a Cowboys defense? We need a defense that's going to force some turnovers, that's going to sack the quarterback, that's going to put pressure on the quarterback, that's going to stuff some running backs, that's going to cover well on the secondary, not get burned, to stop some deflect passes, make stops. The bottom line is we need a Cowboys defense that's going to play heavily solid defense. That's what we need. Okay. Now that we're we got to talk some of the positivity on Dan Quinn's resume and see and his spell with Seattle is that, okay? Now that Atlanta unfortunately it's it's certainly a different story, okay? Because his record with Atlanta as the head coach was 43 and 42. Of course, there's the the trip to the Super Bowl in 2016 again. They blew the 28 to 3 lead. But look, it just seems that Dan Quinn, you know, I don't know if I should say he was he was just not meant to be a head coach. At the end of the day, the best way to say it is just it just did not work out. It really didn't. But I'm not going to deny the fact that he did have a, a bit of decent success with the Falcons. It would have been great if he had won the Super Bowl. But hey, at least he took the team to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's been at three Super Bowls. I mean, as defensive coordinator, the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl twice. Could have won it a second time, but that didn't go well. I mean, let's forget one-yard line, should have ran the ball. Should have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch, right? Dan Quinn was fired in early 2020 after the Falcons were 0-5. A lot of Cowboy fans remember week 2 when Dallas came back and beat Atlanta 40-39. to That onside kick, really what a game. But, the fact that I'm 50-50 is because, you know, look... Like every freaking every hire, when it comes to a head coaching hire or a defensive or offensive coordinator hire, or a GM hire, there's always going to be some pros and some cons, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, nobody's perfect, okay? I mean, especially Dan Quinn. But before I get more into Dan Quinn, one of the uh, candidates, you know, this guy was actually thought to be the front runner for the job is George Edwards, who's actually part of the uh, Dallas Cowboys coaching staff, who's the former uh, defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. As far as I know, <coughs> excuse me. Well, doesn't look like he's going anywhere, and I'm sure he and Dan Quinn can actually work well together. Now, some people were actually like not in favor of Mike McCarthy bringing in another guy that that's you know considered his friend, because one of the guys I was interviewed, uh, J- uh, Joe Witt Jr., you know, worked with uh, Mike McCarthy for over ten years in Green Bay, so people were not in favor of it because you know they want him to bring in another friend of his. Look, for me, I don't. it's not about bringing in somebody that's your friend, okay? If, if it's somebody that you've worked with for 10 years and it's been a bit recent, then it's going to work out well because, look, a head coach as well as a defensive and offensive coordinator need to be on the same page. If they're not on the same page, if they're not even reading the same damn book, then the team's going to fall apart. There's going to be drama. Nothing's going to work out, okay? But in this case, I'm not really sure what to say. I mean, as far as I know, Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy don't really have any history together. I mean, I, I, I do know that Dan Quinn was uh, with the 49ers from 2001 to 2004, and then Mike McCarthy arrived in San Francisco in 2005. But as far as I know, th- these dudes don't really have a history as far as I know. But but really, I think, I, I'm sure things can work out. I mean, obviously, the the question is, will it work out? But quite frankly, it remains to be seen. It really, it really remains to be seen. But, 
But now that it's now that it's here, look, I understand that you know the whole thing with Atlanta is is always going to be talked about. But you know, look, Dan Quinn needed a fresh start, okay. And I'm sure that you know a move to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, where he where he could you know maybe go back to what he did did well as a defensive corner, go back to what he was probably meant to be, you know, and, and with a fresh start. I think he's I think it's going to be okay for now. I mean, I'm I'm not automatically going to guarantee all the Cowboys are going to be fine. I mean, what I'm saying is, well, I, I, it, it remains to be seen, so what I'm saying is, I'm just going to have to sit back and wait. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, next season, when, when I do the recaps and the previews, I mean, I'm not going to hesitate to, to unleash the criticism and the expectations. If I don't get the results that I'm looking for, then, of course, you're, you're going to hear me rat about it. <laughs> I mean, just like I said, expect the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That's my motto. All right. You know, one of the pros of this hire is that Quinn's uh, defensive scheme is the four and three scheme, okay? And the Cowboys used a four, the four three defensive scheme from 2013 to 2019, okay? It's it really seems to me that I'm more convinced than ever a three and four scheme it just does not fit Dallas's uh, style of play. I mean, I don't know if I should say that. It just seems that three and four really has not been good with the Cowboys. When Rob Ryder, excuse me, when Rob Ryan was defensive coordinator from 2011 to 2012, he utilized the three and four scheme. Okay. Now, in 2012, if we all remember correctly, the Dallas Cowboys defense forced only 16 turnovers. But keep in mind, I mean, everybody was injured that injured that year. And when I talked to when I was working at Cabela's, you know, the the outdoor furniture store one of my coworkers said that that simply the, the 3 and 4 defense just doesn't work with Dallas so that's why they fired him I'm like okay I mean that's a solid point I was like okay well you're probably right but it seems that the 3 and 4 is really just not Dallas's favor so they really have to abandon it but I think at this point from now on the, the, there may be no point of hire, of even trying it again if you're convinced, if they're convinced more than ever that the three and four scheme is not going to work, then stay away from it. But the problem is, eventually, the four and three scheme can get stale and just not fit the, the kind of talent that's on the defense. So they'll probably have to make the change again. And of course, it's going to be a, a nervous situation. But you got to do what you got to do. It's all about winning games, and you got to do what you got to do what it takes to win a game. <coughs> now, what we have to. Uh, really understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that Dan Quinn has to be given some talent. Like, we need some talented players to help improve the defense because you're not going to, it's not going to work if there's no talent out there. I mean, you're not going to improve that you actually have some good players. That being said, if they have to get rid of Jalen Smith, if, that, if that's gonna, what it takes to help the defense get a, a, a bit better, I say do it. I mean, Jalen Smith, the last two the last two seasons, I mean, we've we've seen nothing out of him, nothing. I mean, rarely anything positive. It's just been disappointment after disappointment, you know. And we're paying him all that money, so now it's it's going to be more difficult this time, you know. Everybody's saying that you know, Dan Quinn, you know, the the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl when he was defensive coordinator. But let's keep it in mind, you know, this was when Seattle had Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett. Cliff Averill. 
and and several other talented players that you know had that Legion of Boom defense. I mean, Dan Quinn doesn't have that here in Dallas. So I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, who's the, the highest paid player with, with Dallas right now, especially on defense, only had six and a half sacks. <laughs> you know, the Cowboys are going to need, you know, the likes of Neville Gallimore, Antoine Woods, Randy Gregory. They're all going to have to be on top of their game. I mean, they're going to be healthy and ready to go, ready to go if, if Dan Quinn is going to be able to help Dal- the Dallas Cowboys bring back Doomsday defense. I mean, Doomsday defense has been dead for a long time. For so long, the Cowboys have tried to revive it, to bring it back from the dead. Nothing has worked, okay? Now, at this point, I'm not going to say that Dan Quinn's not the guy to do it. I mean, maybe he is, maybe he's not. I mean, like I said, it, it all remains to be seen. But in this particular point, if we're not, if we're not going to give him any talent, then what's the point? It won't work. You know, the problem is, Leighton Vanderess, you know, can't stay healthy. Sean Lee is at this point, probably way past his prime. And we're not sure, I mean, at least 20 guys are going to be are going to be free agents, okay? And, and that's and that's the likes of Xavier Woods, Chidobia Wuzier, and Jordan Lewis, okay? A lot of people, I'm sure, would see those players gone because they feel like they're overrated, but I think Xavier Woods losing him is certainly going to hurt. And as well as Chidobia Wuzier. If Jordan Lewis, if Jordan Lewis decides to sign elsewhere... It might not be the worst thing, but the bottom line is we're on pace to, you know, a lot of defensive players are set to be free agents. I really got to understand that, you know, firing Mike Nolan had to be done, okay? Wiley and I spoke about the fact that, you know, because of the uh, pandemic, the Cowboys couldn't prepare for the season like they usually do. Like, a lot of things had to be virtual. So it really didn't work out, but... But it's like I said, the 3-4 scheme just did not work. I mean, that's what that's what Mike Nolan utilized, okay? And under Mike Nolan, the, the Cowboys allowed close to 30 points per game, okay? that's the That was the fifth highest in the league. And basically gave up close to 160 rushing yards, you know, per game which was the second most in the NFL. I mean, the Cowboys allowed over 2,500 rushing yards total. That makes them second worst in the NFL, 31st to be exact, okay? You know, 31 sacks only. And amazingly, the 23 turnovers allowed Dallas to be in the top 10. But 23 turnovers is not going to cut it, okay? And for DeMarcus Lawrence to only have six and a half sacks while making all that money, that is absolutely not going to cut it. And Jalen Smith's uh, performance making all that money, Totally unacceptable. So, well, I guess in this particular scenario, so we made the change to defensive coordinator. We're still waiting to see who'll be the defensive line coach, but we're gonna have to make changes as far as players go. We're gonna have, we're, sort of, we're gonna have to make some serious changes, big changes, and I'm not exaggerating there. Now, as I was mentioning earlier, how there's always pros and there's cons. When it, ta- when it comes to uh, hiring a coach. Well, here's a source right here Cal- from Cowboys Wire. Author's named Katie Drummond. He wrote a piece, Seven Pros and Cons of, Cal- of the Cowboys Hiring Dan Quinn to be the New Defensive Coordinator. Let's take a look. One of the pros, returning to the 40 front. Alright. Certainly going to be pretty good, but... 
I'm not like I said, you know, really at this point, I could just you know sit back and you know make these statements that are merely just theories. I mean, there's 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 just, there's nothing really that that's a guaranteed. But according to him, one of the pros is the importance of the free the free safety in the cover three, right? And you know, and, and I like how this dude mentions that forever Dallas has neglected the safety position. You know, and he's absolutely right. Okay, let's come on, Dan Quinn. You know, when Earl Thomas, you know, in his prime that year, you know, Earl Thomas was arguably like one of the best safeties in the freaking league. Okay, but things are going to be different because you know the Cowboys don't really have a playmaker, <laughs> much like the level of Earl Thomas in his prime. I mean, if we're talking about the best player in the Dallas secondary right now. It's really got to be Trayvon Diggs, and I'm sure Trayvon Diggs is going to do pretty well under Mike under uh, Dan Quinn. Okay, and if if the Cowboys draft uh, the cornerback Patrick uh, Mix, uh, Patrick Swain from the University of Alabama, they bring in Trayvon Diggs as a former collegiate teammate. I mean, you can see a little bit of Alabama Crimson Tide connection right there, and if it works out, then I say go for it. Okay, but. But really, you know, with the forty front and the cover three with with the, with the safeties, I mean, that's good to go because we gotta have safeties, you know, really out there. Okay. Now, Demarcus Lawrence has an ability to stop the run. Okay. And there's something about Quinn's defense about a perfect base five tech. All right. And and as this uh, source says, the hiring of Quinn allows Dallas to return in full to a four man front which allows DeMarcus Lawrence to maintain a role in a preferred three-point stance. Okay. So basically, it seems like this source is suggesting that Dan Quinn's scheme could help put DeMarcus Lawrence at a good position to where he can actually utilize his talent in the best way. In other words, put DeMarcus Lawrence in a spot where he's more comfortable, where he knows where he knows the best. I mean, I say yes. That's certainly great. Okay. And, of course, you know, another pro is Dan Quinn's record as defensive coordinator. I mean, it was only two seasons, but, you know, of course, because he got hired, you know, as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. But, but one more time, Seattle had the number one defense in points allowed and, and defensive yards in both years. But, again, that's when there was some a lot of talent on, on Seattle defense. And and Dallas is a current state on defense. I mean, it's it's nowhere near, like, to, to the level – that Seattle had. I mean, in other words, you know, Seattle's defense was, in, in the words of Wiley Singleton, God tier, and the Dallas Cowboys are absolutely far from being in the level of God tier. That's why, if you don't give Dan Quinn any talent, it's not going to work, okay? And if that happens, we can't we can't blame Dan Quinn for that. I mean, if he's putting the scheme right, if the players are lined up correctly, but the players are not doing anything right, I mean, that's on them. If they're not tackling... That's on them. If they're dropping interceptions, if they're not getting to the quarterback, that's on them. Now, this is something... Well, unfortunately, this is one of the biggest cons, okay? And I, and, and I totally un- understand this part. And, and, and it's really sad, really, but... Dan Quinn's defense is his head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, check this out. In 2015, they were it, Atlanta's defense was 16th in defensive rankings. 2016, 25th. 2017, 10th. 2018, 28th. 2019, 20th. And this past season, the 29th. You know, I wonder, as the head coach, how much control of the defense did Dan Quinn have? I mean, I honestly don't know. 
But if he had no control at all, and if he was just the head coach, you know, just the head coaching duties, then I don't know how much blame has to be shifted under on my on Dan Quinn. I mean, I really don't. I honestly don't. But he's, you know, he's definitely a defensive guru. Okay. And there's a lot of things for him to work on, but and, you know, it, and it was amazing despite going to the Super Bowl with a bad defense. You know, it, that, that's just an, that's just an, another big con, but but at least you know there was one time where he did have a good defense, which was in 2017. But according to the source, uh, he says you know he said, and I quote: "Sure, he had more f- to focus on, but his forte was as a defensive guru, and he ultimately had control over that unit as well." So that's that. That suggests that Dan Quinn did have some control in the defense, but if things were not going well, well then, then I understand. The bottom line is Atlanta's defense was just un, was just un, unwell during his uh, spell as the head coach. And check this out. Well, here's another con. Of course, the, the defensive personnel are not the same, and, and, and I really like what this source is saying. I'm going back to his name, uh, Katie Drummond. I mean, Katie Drummond. Uh, of the Cowboys wire, I mean, this the dude's a smart guy, and according to him, you know, and he he brings up a really good point. I mean, yeah, to say that the defensive personnel is not the same, well, there, there's an understatement right there. I mean, Donovan Wilson, according to him, Donovan Wilson is in the spot of a strong safety Cam Chancellor, Darren Thompson where Earl Thomas would be, Trayvon Diggs, you know, where Brian uh, with, with where uh, Richard Sherman would be, Anthony Brown with Byron Maxwell, Demarcus Lawrence where Michael Bennett would be, you know. Cliff, uh, Randy Gregory, Cliff Averill, you know, Lane Van Rush to Bobby uh, Wagner, you know, Jalen Smith to KJ Wright. <laughs> now, <laughs> a couple of guys like Donovan, I'm not sure, I forgot if it was Wilson or Thompson, but one of those dudes was surprisingly actually doing some good things, but yeah, I mean, these guys, most of these guys are certainly not on the level of the players that were there during the Legion of Boom. I mean, Randy Gregory can certainly do great things. You know, as I've said many times, you know, in my opinion, he's a superly underrated and misunderstood player. He's not a bad person. He just obviously has some problems. But as long as Randy Gregory is healthy and if the Cowboys, you know, it doesn't get doesn't fail another drug test and the Cowboys keep him around, there's no doubt that, that under a great defensive coordinator, you know, if, the, if he's able to break through the offensive line, you know, get, get to the quarterback... If all the other rest of the guys like Woods, Marcus Lawrence can put pressure, you know, things will be great. So Dallas can actually finally have a very sourceful, reliable, and solid defensive line. The Cowboys need that. They need to get to the quarterback more. I mean, the more the defensive line gets to the quarterback, the better, okay? If the Cowboys can average close to 30 to 40 sacks a season, I mean, believe me, they're going to win more games I mean, opposing offenses may may not even have a chance. It's gonna be great, you know. And the, the more they can the sex of the quarterback, the higher chance you know they could force fumbles and then recover and then force more turnovers and then offense can get step on the field, score quickly, and defense can do it again. And Dallas can win big. That's why the Cowboys have to build up the defense again. We need the right guy. We need to get the talent. We need to put everybody in in, in their spot. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is, when it comes to the defense, I've been and, and Lord knows how many times you know people have said this, you can't fuck around when it comes to building a defense. Now I'm gonna be honest. I don't expect Dan Quinn to have the number one defense next year. I don't. Okay. 
As far as a rank goes, I think it's probably too early to to say, okay? I mean, I don't know who we're going to take in the draft. I don't know what we're going to do in free agency. I don't know what what's going to go on with training camp. I mean, I don't even I don't even know the, the training schedule because, you know, everything's so unpredictable because of this whole COVID-19 bullcrap drama. And, and I really apologize. It's just this whole thing has frustrated, frustrated me so bad. I mean, I get up every day, get on my knees and pray to God to please make this whole stupid pandemic go away forever because it's, it's really driving me crazy. I don't even know how I'm not crazy already, but... But it's, it's the same thing that we said under the when Mike Nolan was in charge. If the Cowboys cannot prepare fully, normally, like always, it's going to affect them, okay? I understand that it's a cheap excuse, okay? But since we're bringing back a 4-3 defense, we're, we're bringing in a defensive coordinator that's actually had some success, who at one point had the most dominant defense for two years straight, the players are going to have to learn, okay? And the virtual learning, is it might help a bit, but it's not enough. It's it's definitely not not, not enough. Okay. But <coughs> excuse me. But but K uh, K D Drummond. You know I like how he says here a mediocre defense could see them winning the winning them as division champs. Well, again I guess he's trying to remind everybody just how terrible the NFC East is, right? Good one, K D. <laughs> Good one. But you are absolutely right, my friend. I mean, I, I really like how this how the student wrote this article. You know, if, if he's listening to this, man, you're you know, everything you say is absolutely right, and and, and it can't go it can't go you know ignored. But but going back, you know, I think if people are expecting Dan Quinn to have the number one defense, and if, if that doesn't happen, if they they unleash criticism on him. I mean, those are the people I'm going to criticize. Like if you expect Mike Nolan to just just like that put together a defense defense that's going to be number one in the league. I mean, you're out of your mind. I mean, at the very most, I expect Dallas's defense to be probably be somewhere between ten and fifteen, maybe. I mean, I'm, I, I probably should. I mean, no, I'm, I take that back. I'm not gonna say it like that. I just expect Dallas to, to be average on defense. Get to the quarterback, force some stops, tackle, don't get blown up on coverage, f- intercept some passes, deflect some passes, and you know, most important. Maintain discipline. No more stupid penalties. Stupid penalties are so costly. We've seen what happens when Dallas does that. That's happened how many times last this past season? Too many times. It's frustrating. Okay? It's got to stop. Now, the fact that Dan Quinn is unfamiliar with Coach McCarthy, I understand that it sounds a little bit scary, Okay? But look, these guys are probably, I mean, I'm sure, you know, they're already working on getting to know each other. They're already, you know, talking, you know, how to put together schemes. And I'm sure they're, they're already, you know, they're already both preparing, you know, to start re- start the rebuild, okay? So I, I really I really don't see anything to worry about. But, but like I said, you know, much like every other hire, there's pros and cons, okay? But... But the, the most important thing that Dan Quinn's going to need is some talent, okay? The Cowboys have the 10th overall pick in the, in the 2021 NFL Draft. You know, okay, well, it's, it says here, huh, an ESPN source says that the Cowboys are likely to get three more compensatory picks, excuse me, compensatory picks 
for losing Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, and Randall Cobb. Well, that's interesting, but I doubt that any of the picks are going to be high, but... But the Cowboys have to address the defense, yes. That's how that's how this source ends it, at every level. Or else Quinn's going to suffer the same fate as Nolan. <laughs> wow. I don't. I really don't even know what to tell you, folks. But at this point, I'm not. I'm not gonna get too far. You know. You know. From what I've seen on Twitter, it's like some people are super happy. Some people are really upset. You know. Some people just have absolutely no faith whatsoever in Dan Quinn. But look, and I understand where they're coming from. Because you know, of course, you know his tenure in uh, in Atlanta obviously is is what's on their mind. Although, you know, they're going to say the same thing. Like, Dan Quinn, you know, didn't build that defense. You know, it was just out there and he just took it over or whatever. Look, no, Dan Quinn had something to do with putting it with putting together the Legion of Boom. Okay? There's really no point of denying that. But, but really, you know, it could have been worse. I mean, at least we, at least it's, Dan Quinn's at least a, a dude with some experience. I mean, Mike Nolan was the same, but. Excuse me. Dan, but I really feel like Dan Quinn really, not not the, not the best hire, but also not a bad hire. I say okay, it's not really a guy that that's gonna make. It's really not the kind of hire that's gonna make me want to pull my hair out and hit my head against the wall. But <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is okay, I'll take it. Well, let's let him let's let him show us what he's got. I'm sure that it'll be okay. And you know, and and, and I've asked questions. You know, everybody's saying the same thing. If you get if you get Dan Quinn the right the right amount of talent, the defense is going to be good. Exactly. You see, that, and that goes for anybody. But but people ask about the the three four scheme. It's just that you know all I can say is the three four scheme just obviously does not work for Dallas. They got to keep keep with a four man front, okay. But we got to have a depth shot with some good uh, t- with with some loaded defense as well. Like we're going to need all the help we can get, all the talent we can get, okay. You know, and, and and that really goes without saying. It really does. Well, all these sources, yeah, it seems like, yep, the, the, it's a done deal. So, everything I was saying at first, you know, was just, you know, rumors slash reports. But, nope, now I am more convinced than ever. Okay, and I wanted to actually confirm what I said earlier. Yes, Joe Witt Jr., the Falcons secondary coach and passing game coordinator, was interviewed along with uh, Jason Simmons, who's the Carolina Panthers defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach. Not the no, okay, not the assistant head coach. Okay, I'll make sure I got that right. But, but yeah, and George Edwards, you know, who was uh, at one point considered the the front runner for the job, who was the uh, Vikings defensive coordinator for uh, from 2012 to 2016, <laughs> was expected to be on the, on the interview list. But I, I don't know what happened about that, and, and I and I really and I really would like to know because I felt like you know. I would have been on board if he had been hired. But, you know, he's still the senior defensive assistant, and I'm sure that he alongside Mike, uh, excuse me, he alongside uh, Dan Quinn, things actually could could work out well. There could be some potential. I mean, <sighs> see, now the excitement's starting to build. I'm, I'm finally actually starting to get a bit, a bit excited about the, about the hire, but obviously the fact that Chris Richard was not taken into consideration, that's really that, that really stings a bit. You know, I mean, you know, my good friend Grant, you know, asks me that, you know, he tells me that he doesn't understand why he was let go in the first place, and n- neither do I, but it's really sad. 
you know, <laughs> what I was trying to say earlier, yeah, a complete virtual offseason program, it's not going to work. And if the Cowboys go through it again this year, you know, things are just not going to be good. Not not good at all. Uh, but Dan Quinn's the new defensive coordinator. Well, let's see. Let's see what he's what he's got. We just gotta take our time. Let's not rush. All I can say. All I can say is, let's just sit back and see how things work out. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Please follow. Subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. If there's anything you want me to cover, like I said, just on Twitter, you can find me. Send out your request, and I will do my best. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good night.